It's time for Bump and Run, the podcast all about golf. Here are your hosts, Bob and Jamie. And welcome to another edition of Bump and Run, and uh, I am Run. And I'm Bump. What's happening? Not much, not much. It's, uh, It's an interesting time of year. It is certainly... Not peak golf season, but there's still lots no. of golf stuff going on. The PGA Tour is over in Asia for the three-week Asian swing. And, and LPGA as well. Yeah, LPGA is for five weeks over there, Five right? weeks, yep. They're, uh, man, that's that's a crazy schedule. They go that's all over the world. That's a tough one, hey? You wear, wear out your passport. Yeah. Uh, but also coming up and looming, I think, is the President's Cup. And mm-hmm. it seems like every week we pull out sort of new suggestions on both sides uh, Ernie Els, Tiger Woods are going to make their picks on November 4th. They're going to pick, add four more players to each side. Mm-hmm. thought we'd take a quick look at uh, some of the possibilities and some of the names that are or are not going to be uh, making it onto each side. And, and it's I find the international side pretty interesting because, you know, a month ago the four guys that I would have picked are not the four guys that I would pick today, obviously. There's just so much change right. and fluctuation, even almost like, like last week. Yeah. Um, you kind of look at it and go... Are you really going to pick this guy? Or I don't know. Anyway, um, so it just so seems guys are jumping up all over the place, right? Yeah, I mean, let's 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 not mince words. Let's figure out that obviously, I think uh, unless he breaks his leg, I think Jason Day is going to be yes. one of Ernie's picks. So that leaves three left. Three left. Yep. And we're as we're taping this, actually, the CJ Cup in Korea is on. Is started. First round is in the books, and um, and Jason <laughs> Day had a good had a good round. He actually played yeah. pretty well, so that's good good sign for Ernie Els. So did a few others. Yes, which, that's, which is pretty that's crazy. The, that's the next step, is that you get into a situation now where you've probably got I don't know maybe six or seven guys with legitimate shots, right? Um, to make it, and I would say Joaquin Neiman is in a really good position. Mm-hmm. I would say after that though, it's it's kind of like wide open, right? It really is wide open, and you know, I think it's it's funny because they all seem to be playing well right now. Just yeah. seems I don't know what it is, but this has made this time of year where a lot of people don't necessarily pay attention to golf. You know, right. like we're taping it today; it's like five degrees, it's windy, it's cold and rainy, and in Toronto, in Toronto, Toronto area, yeah. in the Ontario area. So in Canada, like there's a lot; of, it's a lot of places it's cold, and golf season is ending. But this uh, this Presidents Cup, the four picks have kind of allowed for there to be some chatter, especially you know Neiman winning, Munoz winning, Adam Hadwin with two top fives that pushed his stock way up. Corey Connors is in the mix. Benny On, who's leading the CJ Cup after the first round as we tape this. <laughs> Sung JM. <laughs> Sung JM. You know, even Kiradash Apavarnrad is up there, and then you got your Brandon Graces and. Eric Jazz Van Ruin. Yeah, it's so. I mean, if I was going to pick today, let's let's. I'll, I'll give you my picks. I was, I would okay. pick Jason Day. Mm-hmm. I would pick Joaquin Neiman. I would pick Ben On, and I would pick Adam Hadwin. And I say that only because the last two guys. I don't know. You might need a little bit more. Ernie L says he's not afraid to pick rookies all the way through, but I just think mm-hmm. you might need a little bit of stability. So Jason Day gives you that. Adam yes. Hadwin gives you a little bit of that. And then you go with two hot hands, is what I, what I would say. I agree. I, I don't. I don't. Uh, I I actually don't disagree with that. I think the one guy that might, for me, that might come out is Benny On, and Sunjay M goes in there because he's been just been more consistent. I think throughout the year, and he's still playing well now, and he makes birdies, and he plays a lot, 
and he practices a lot because he's a young kid who just wants to make it on tour. Um, what about what about though Eric Van Ruy? You, know, you got to figure uh, Ernie Els is getting pressured, or not pressured, but he's certainly got the hometown card to deal with. Yeah. Um, much as Mike Weir has apparently been helping Corey Connors, he sort of apparently they work together on what kind of schedule he should play going into the uh, last tournaments before the selection process, and uh, he was actually Corey Connors is actually playing at a charity event with with Ernie Els uh, down in Florida a couple of weeks ago, and he was he was making sure that he uh, he had a word with him. So, I mean, right. it's not easy, but but what do you think about Eric Van Ruyen? Well, and, and there's two. Uh, there's there's also Brandon Grace, who's a veteran, yeah, and there's also true. Justin Hardy. So yeah. you have these South Africans who have been well, played well. Um, a lot of people wouldn't know Eric Van Ruyen very well. He plays predominantly on the European tour. Um, but, man... It's going to be hard for Ernie not to pick a South African, I think. But I think with what has happened in the fall, you know, you know, I think Adam Hadwin might have just played himself in with those two top fives. I don't know what he's going to do. Like, we still got a couple weeks left. He's going to play in Japan. Um, so man. look at, look at here's, here's Eric Van Ruyen's last stretch of tournaments. Okay. Uh, Italian Open tied for 10th. Alfred Dunhill links. He missed the cut. Uh, BMW PGA Championship tied for 14th. Omega European Masters tied for 12th. Scandinavian Invitation, he won it. And before that, the Czech Masters, right. he finished tied for 5th. Right. So in his last 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 starts, he's had 7 finishes inside the top 20 and won once. Right. That's pretty hot. That's pre- <laughs> it's pretty hot, yeah. It's, he's, got a, he's got a tougher task, I think, than... Um, than Tiger. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, you know, Tiger could go easily with stalwarts and steady players. Like, you know, he can go with guys that have played before, you know, whether it's Finau or Woodland or Reed or Fowler or Jordan a, Spieth. He's got a deeper um, pool, right? He's got a, he's got a lot more players to, to pick from. And he could still pick himself, which this is the hot debate. And I'll, I'll, I'll give you my opinion and then I'll ask you. I think Tiger should pick himself, to tell you the truth, because I think the President's Cup needs the boost, and Tiger Woods playing and being captain would give it a boost. Yeah, but that's um, that's that's not the right reason to pick a guy. I don't. Think. It's I mean, not, I think, but but it's a but consideration, you're right. It would, it right? Might happen. Yeah. Yeah. My sense uh, is that if I was if it if if I was a captain and I was looking at Tiger Woods, I would say, okay, the guy won the Masters. He's ranked ninth in the world. But since then, he's played very little, yep. and he's looked very fragile. Yep. So do you want a guy who could potentially wake up uh, on Sunday to play a singles match that might determine the, the championship and have you know be, be hardly able to walk down the fairway like he was at, say, at the Open Championship or right. uh, the U.S. Open? And mm-hmm. so I think it's a risk to pick him. If it was the Ryder Cup, I guarantee you he wouldn't pick himself. But I think it's because it's the President's Cup – he may do it, and I think he might. Although, I think I think in addition to that, you've you got the whole Phil Mickelson thing. Yeah, you've got you've got Jordan Spieth. So mm-hmm. it's like three three players there that you sit there and say, should I pick them? You know, there's question marks about those three, which have been big players in the last little last little while of team championships for the uh, US right. side. Yep, I agree. It's a it's it's an interesting it's interesting it gives some discussion i i just like being able to have the chatter and yeah. you know i know phil pretty much took himself out said he wouldn't pick himself um which 
is going to end end his streak of uh, 24 straight teams. I think the yeah, last time right. he didn't play was 93. Yeah. Um, he played the first President's Cup in 94, um, which is crazy that he's been on 20, all those teams in a row, and been in, and also that top 50 that he could drop out of, but he just hasn't shown the form. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know what you think about the U.S. side, but, you know, I don't really see if – take Tiger out of it. Let's take Tiger out of it. Okay. I don't see him not taking Gary Finau, Wood, Gary Woodland, Ricky Fowler, and I bet you he takes Jordan Spieth. Yeah, he might. Jordan Spieth still looks a little bit lost, but mm-hmm. uh, I could see him. If he takes Finau, Woodland, um, I, I no, no, I still think he might pick Mickelson. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see We'll see how uh, what what this week holds for, for, for Phil, but... Um, it's certainly going to be interesting. He's boy. Have you seen all the weight he's lost? He looks like Slim yes. Jim. Yeah, that's crazy. crazy. He's uh, <laughs> he's nuts. making everybody is uh, everybody's commenting on it. It's amazing. Yeah, I know. you know, incidentally, nine, ten, eleven, and twelve on the Presidents Cup US, uh, the U.S. standings are Finau, Woodland, Fowler, and Patrick Reed. Yeah. So if he just went that way, it's really hard to criticize that. Yep, I agree. You know, I think Patrick Reed is an interesting one. That might be the only yeah. one you might want to say. But of course, Patrick and Tiger have a relationship, so that could yeah. be could play into it. Um, the other uh, topic about speaking about an American players is Brooks Kepka came out this week and basically said uh, he doesn't see that there's a rivalry between him and Rory. He was asked about that, and yep. um, I guess I can't really disagree, but. Uh, the reason he said he said you know he came on two or five years ago whatever and and Ricky hasn't or uh, sorry Rory hasn't won a major since then, which it's, is a bit of a shot I think really it's a it's definitely a shot like it's he's become like one of the more quotable guys out there oh he's great. Uh, just I love his him. just his you know his give a crap meter is uh, doesn't he, I don't think he has one he'll just say whatever I don't play for the non majors. You know, nobody could beat me in this field if I'm on. Like he's just kind of a, you know, I it's it's I like it because in the media we love this stuff, right? Because sure. we we get to talk about it. But I think I disagree with him a bit because if you know, despite the fact that Rory hasn't won any majors, Rory has won tournaments and in and those five years and big tournaments, um, and has beaten Brooks Kepka head to head. At the tour championship, so right. um, and, and Brooks beat him at a WGC event. However, but Rory's won the players and every, and he's won a bunch of them. So I think there are probably, and you can agree or disagree with me on this, but there are probably three players that, if they're firing, are pretty tough to beat. And it's Kepka, it's Rory, and it's DJ. Yeah. Um, and I think when those guys are firing, it's really hard to beat them. And I don't think you could say that for. A lot of other players on in the world right now. I, I would say it. Rory is in the last year or so was the closest to to Brooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say Dustin Johnson maybe two years ago. Yep. But I think I think in some ways, you know, if you're number one, like Kepka said, I'm looking straight ahead. There's the open highway ahead of me, which yeah. is good. And I mean, you go back and you look at Tiger. Tiger never really had a rival. I guess you can say no. Phil, but they never really went head to head in majors or anything. So it's a different it's a different kettle of fish, but um, I do love Brooks Kepka. He's one of my favorite interviews, just because of what he says and how he says it, and he's he doesn't hold back. Right, and he says a lot of times what other people may be thinking, 
and I think that's, <laughs> yes, that, that's always, always, always good. So uh, I, I would love to see though him have a rivalry and have some back and forth with some of the other top players. Yeah, and it is hard to have a rivalry because you can't just predict that. Well, we're going to put Tiger or we're going to put Tiger and Phil in the final group on Sunday. Right. They have to get there, and it's not right. easy to get there. Um, exactly. Which is, you know, you know, back when Jack and Ernie and Gary Player and those guys were going, were were all playing. You know, those guys could get there. Um, you know what I mean? Like they could get to each other. I think a lot easier than it is now. Right. Um, to get there. I- I would say, um, yeah, I, w- I would say if, uh, if you were going to pick one guy who's going to be number one a year from now, out of those three guys, who would you think it's going to be? I think it's, I think it's still going to be Brooks. Yeah, I think I, it's going to be Rory. Yeah, could, yeah, it's tough, yeah. right? Like, I don't think, yeah. I don't think DJ will, but I think those two guys are easily the best two players yeah. in the world. And look at, we all know, like, if Rory putts. He's pretty hard to beat because his tee to green game is fantastic, yeah. Yeah, right? For sure. So um, it's a good debate, though. It's it's good to, again. Brooks Koepka giving us some fodder to talk about <laughs> yeah. in the fall series when it's not easy to talk. Okay, a little bit of Canadian news. Uh, two LPGA Tour players, Canadian LPGA Tour players, are stepping away. One permanently. One's retiring, and one is just taking a year off. First off, Modemi LeBlanc is going to take a year, or is going to retire, she's going to hang it up, and that's not surprising. She's dealt with a ton of injuries yeah. uh, over her career, and it's too bad because she is a great, I really thought she was a great prospect, was an NCAA champion yep. um, at Purdue, I think, is that right? I believe it was Purdue, yes. And uh, uh, was a Canadian Am champ, and you know, just a solid player, big, tall gal, the Hit longest the hitter on the LPGA Tour for a number of years, just never could get through a healthy season and play well. And she's also... She's also quite shy, and I think I, I never. Mm-hmm. I, whenever I interviewed her, I always felt that she was not just comfortable um, dealing with that. And sometimes I almost felt that she wasn't comfortable playing on the LPG tour. And she kind of hinted at that a little bit. Yeah. And I think perhaps when you're not playing all that well, that that sort of exacerbates that. Um, so maybe that's part of it as well. She's 30 years old, going to step away. Uh, I, I always thought she was. She had a lot more talent than she was able to show. Yes, yeah, I agree. She she just hit the ball so crazy long, um, and it's hard to get in a rhythm when you're always battling injuries. And yeah. and the LPGA is not you know it's you know the LPGA is not as easy. It's not easy either. Um, it's not the easy top to make play- a living. Right, the top players always play well. It seems right, yeah. and and so to break into that mold. It takes a lot, and if you're bouncing back from the LPGA to the Symmetra or the Mini Tours or whatever, it's it's a grind, and yeah. so I think a lot of times that grind catches up to you um, for players that are right on that bubble. And then AC Tangay uh, is going to step away for a year. She is going to concentrate on her family. She just got married, yep. and she's also got a back injury, so it's almost a Graham Dillette case here where she's going to take a year off and... Uh, hopefully come back healthier, stronger, fitter, yeah. and feeling better about things. But um, I, another player who I think has more talent than she's been able to show. Right, I agree. And, like, again, when we're looking at all the all the all that uh, pyramid of Canadian players that have come through the Golf Canada system, she was obviously one of them, uh, played at Oklahoma, so a big-time NCAA school, and... You know, again, we're trying. You know, it's it's funny because you know you can't. You know, we're trying to get Canada into that international crowd, right? You got Brooke Henderson there, who's just a superstar, and you got Elena Sharp, who's a veteran, who's just as consistent 
as they come the last few years and been as kept her card been secure in that and then we're waiting for these next uh, these next girls to come up right to yeah. hopefully get a you know to maybe to maybe sneak in right to that international crown and i thought ac tange would be one of them and Britt marchand who's you know both are struggling to keep their card this year after you know obviously ac had some injuries and 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 some you know not so steady play um so hopefully you know she rests up the back and comes back and then we could see these young kids prosper more on the LPJ tour. Uh, just before we go, I wanted to bring up highlight one interesting note. The I'm not sure if you saw this, but the uh, they had a senior LPGA championship. I did this yeah. week, and a player named Leanne Walker, who's described as a part-time player, a shot a round of 127. 127. 127. And, yeah. And do you know what? 58 of her strokes were penalties. Yeah, for line for the alignment rule. She wasn't aware of the new rule. But you know what's amazing is she went back and she counted up all the times and and reported them on herself and you know, it led to all those you know, she said, "Why well, did it here 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 here?" So it led to all those penalty strokes and she never withdrew. She took it, she talked about it and you I'm know. surprised that none of her playing partners or the other caddies or somebody didn't mention it. Like Laura Baugh, she's a you know a veteran player, yeah. uh, was in the group, and I just thought, man, like didn't, didn't you guys know that the rule had changed? And maybe they didn't. I don't know. Maybe but, yeah. Uh, who knows? Like they don't play. I, I don't know how often the that's on the, the that's senior the highest, tour. I think that's like the highest score I've ever heard of somebody uh, shooting <laughs> in a regulation tournament. That's I will true. give her credit. She birdied. She birdied the last hole. She birdied the 18th. She hole. did that. You know what <laughs> I call that? You know what I call that score? We see last Saturday. What's, uh, That's what yeah, I called yeah, that score right. last Saturday. That's a <laughs> uh, well. Anyway, all right. Well, we'll be keeping That's a watch. Pretty, pretty crazy number. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be keeping a watch on uh, on uh, all sorts of high scores and low scores uh, until our next edition. And uh, I'm sure by the time the CJ Cup is over, we'll have more thoughts on who should be picked for the Presidents Cup on both That's teams. Right. But uh, should be interesting to see what happens. So yep. uh, until next time, I'm Run. I'm Bump. Talk to you again. And there it is.